0: Eucopia Radio presents.
1: It's
2: a city on the move. It's a town with the nicest of people. It's a village with love in its heart and it's a hamlet without a hope in hell. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Budley.
3: You wanted to see me? Yes,
4: sit down Shane. I need to talk to you about a very serious matter. Far away. We've had a complaint about one of your calls from a Mrs Davis. Do you remember the
3: conversation? Mrs Davis. Davis. Yeah, I remember. Her husband was a little bit under the weather. Poor guy.
4: He was rushed to hospital shortly after your call. He almost died. Who was clearly having an asthma attack, and you put the call on hold for three minutes and 47 seconds. In fact, you've been putting all your calls on hold for three minutes and 47
3: seconds. Wow, that's amazing. Really surprised me. The song's only three minutes and 39 seconds. Yes, the song, like a boomerang. Do you like it?
4: You've actually had it played 368 times from this call centre in the past three days. Well, wow. a hit. I'm getting plays even without radio support. Wait till I tell Mitzi. So, back to Mrs Davis. Tell me, after the song was played, what advice did you give her? Um, we recorded the call, shall I tell you? Yeah. You asked her what she thought of the song. You told her it was available to download, or she could stream it on Spotify. And you suggested she contacted The Fools at Radio 2 and demand they added it to their
3: playlist. Well, it's criminal how they neglect to play decent stuff these days. They don't even play me mate Peter Andre anymore. Then you suggested that she should give
4: her dying husband an aspirin, and that an early night of sleep would do him the world of good. Sound advice. Luckily, Mrs Davis called 999, and they got there in time.
3: Happy ending, then. Do you know if she downloaded the song? No. Well, if that's it, then... I better go. Sit down.
4: We've also had a problem with your references. Oh. You said you worked as a paramedic at St Sheila's Hospital in Australia. We've been unable to contact them for a reference. It's as if the hospital doesn't exist. Well, it's still there. Sunny Creek. Sunny Creek? The TV soap. So you're not medically trained. Bruce was. Bruce? Who's Bruce?
3: Bruce Parker. Me. I'm Bruce. I mean, I was Bruce. You were an actor? Yeah. You're probably a little bit too young to remember. Oh, no. Yes, I was. I mean, Bruce was. A paramedic at St. Sheila's Hospital in Sunny Creek between 1989 and 1991, before I left to become a global superstar. So you've lied on your
4: application, put lives at risk, and have taken every opportunity to play your song to seriously ill people? Yeah. I guess so. Still, no harm done. You're fired! What? You're lucky nobody died! Oh.
3: Okay then. Can I collect my CDs before I go? No! So now as we prepare to welcome this new life into the church family, can I ask the three godparents to step forward?
5: Here, moot phone forward. I kev's on Skype from prison. Here, stop your moaning. It's in governor's office.
3: Now we declare our faith and wash
5: away the sins of the world.
1: Is this where we put water on? Yes.
5: Oh, let me take fag out of a god then, Here, stop with your whinging. I'll get her back in a minute. Can I Oh, go on then. So, little one,
3: I baptise thee, Jalo Pink, Kylie, J. No, J-L-
5: stop! J-Lo, Pink, Kylie, JLS. Do you think we're chavs or something I'm sorry, I was just reading from the CD.
1: It's the first five artists from, now that's what I call, Council State Barbecue, volume 56, disc 2, not disc 1.
5: I do apologise. Get on me. I want to get to
3: pub. Little one, I baptise thee, Brittany, Shania, Shakira, Beyonce... M-dubs, Stubbings. Mm,
5: sounds classy, don't it?
4: What's up with you? You've got a face like thunder.
3: I found these boots under our bed.
4: It ain't what you think. Uh, I, I can explain.
3: Well, they certainly ain't big enough to be mine. You always had a thing for small men. That's bang out of order. You know about my past. I knew something was going on. You've been acting strange, whistling and singing with the birds. You ain't been like that since before we was married.
4: What do you expect? I'm not allowed to lift a finger around here. I can't even go to the toilet
3: without someone following me. You knew the deal when we got married. I knew things had changed, but I never thought it would come to this.
4: What you expected us to live happily ever after, like it said on the tin? This is the real world, darling. You need to wake up to yourself. People make mistakes. I've made a mistake.
3: And to think of all the rubbish I've put up with. You were nothing before I married you. You were little more than a squatter. I gave you everything.
4: And now I was grateful. I am
3: grateful. Your own family wanted you dead. But now, I ain't allowed to talk about that. It's in the past. I bite my tongue every time that witch of a mother-in-law comes round to visit. Not that she ever notices. She's always too busy looking in that blooming mirror. She ain't my mother. Whatever. And when you were in a coma for months, I hardly left your side. I spent weeks looking through that glass. Just waiting. And I paid for the best facilities. And this,
4: this, this is how you repay me. I know, I'm sorry. Look, it's over. I'll end it
3: now. Can't we just move on? I want to know who it is. It don't matter. Tell me. Every time we were making love, were you imagining how I was happy, were you? No, I wasn't. Okay, maybe you were deliberately trying to make me grumpy. Maybe that's the vibe that does it for you.
4: Stop it. Just stop it. I'm pregnant. Pregnant? Is it mine? I don't know. I need to see the doc. So he's the father. Doc? Now you are being stupid. Get your things and pet your bags. I want you out of here. I'm entitled to half of everything.
3: You'll sleep for a hundred years before I give you a penny.
4: Is that a threat? What do you think? We need to get through this.
3: Tell me which one it was.
4: Tell me. You really want to know? I'll tell you. Whilst you were off slaying dragons and rescuing villagers, I was left with nothing. I mean nothing. So me and Bashful, we got close. He might be a dwarf, but he's twice the man you'll ever be. You
3: care? Get out of my castle! Where will I go? Go to him and his little friends. When you're bored with him, there's six others you can try. You
4: pig! You ain't heard the last of this. I'll get my revenge. Well, don't think I'm going to fall for that old
3: apple poisoning trick. Only a real idiot would fall for that one. Police are here.
6: Have they caught him?
3: Not yet, Mrs Wilson. I need to ask you a few
2: questions.
3: Is that okay?
6: Okay. Can you
3: tell me what happened?
6: It upsets me too much.
2: She's ever so jumpy. It will help me catch him, Mum.
6: All right. I was just watching Happy Enders and the adverts came on. So I thought I'd make my cup of cocoa. I went into the kitchen on my Zimmer frame and put the kettle on... "'Oh, it's too much. I can't go on.'
3: "'Please continue, Mrs Wilson.' "'Go on, Mum.'
6: "'At first, I saw something move in the distance. "'But I thought, Ethel, you're imagining it. "'Then I looked at my window, and he was there, but closer. "'I blinked, Then he was still there, even closer, frozen, "'head at my window, lost in his eyes. "'I was in my nightgown. I screamed, and he was gone.' I don't feel safe here, John. Put me in a home, please.
2: Calm down, Mum. You're safe here. We'll do everything we can to catch him, Mrs Wilson. This has been a very traumatic experience. Mum even had a panic attack watching TV earlier. Luckily, it was just spring watch. Bill Yeah.
3: We get that a lot. Mrs Wilson, could you describe him?
6: He was wearing green trousers, a beige top and brown hat, lurking in the bushes with his binoculars... He used to be in the goodies, but all he does now is bird watching.
3: I meant describe the figure you saw at the window last night. Not Bill Ah,
6: Oh, okay. Red hat. He had a red hat. White beard. Green jumper and red trousers. Brown eyes. Piercing. They looked right through me. Undressed me. Then he had pink, shiny, some would say glazed skin with two red cheeks. Perfect circles. Oh, when he had a fishing rod in his right hand.
3: Thank you, Mrs. Wilson.
6: It's disgusting. When I was a young girl, there were one or two on the street. But now there's thousands on every estate.
2: No, I blame the Chinese.
6: The Chinese? He's right. Since we signed that trade deal with the Chinese, they've sent millions of gnomes here. But think of what they've
3: taken from us in exchange. Landfill, nuclear waste. And every episode of Hollyoaks ever made. Some would say we got the better deal rubbish we've got some pictures maybe if you look at these you'll see the one that scared you
6: it's not number one that's on titchmarsh no number two is a cherub what about this one
3: or this one maybe these three
6: it's no good i mean they all look the same
2: you'll probably get arrested for saying that though no miss they'll say
3: thank you for your help Keep your doors and gates locked at all times. And think about raising your fence height. It helps keep them out.
2: I'll see PC Jordan out, mum. I'll be straight back.
6: Don't be long, John.
2: You've got to catch him. The newspapers said there have been five incidents this week. Budley used to be such a safe place to abandon your elderly parents.
3: Rest assured, Mr. Wilson, Budley police are doing everything we can. We won't stop until we've caught this. this. pervert gnome.
5: Good afternoon, Teresa. Patrick. Good afternoon, Sister of Mercy.
1: Take a seat, sister. I'll bring you over your favourite cup of tea with a slice of your favourite Victoria sponge. I'm not here for refreshments, Patrick. I'm here to investigate
3: a murder.
5: Oh, Lord have mercy, Sister of Mercy. Who on earth has been getting themselves murdered today?
3: Old Billy Murphy.
1: Sister, Billy Murphy's not dead. He sat over there in the cafe over by the window, taking a nap. I think you'll find he's not taking a nap. He is indeed quite dead.
5: Patrick, go over there and check his pulse.
1: OMG, she's right. He's cold, he's dead.
5: Oh, what are we to do?
1: Sister, can you help us at all? Yes. Where there is a murder,
3: Sister O'Mershe can investigate.
1: So how was he murdered, Sister? Let me see.
3: Feeling the temperature of the tea... He ordered it at precisely 10.27am. Only one bite of his scone, cherry, no, Sultana, has been eaten. Billy was a sinner. Gluttony, his crime. The fact he ate only one bit of his scone suggests he died before finishing it. That's terrible. There's more. Look to the left of the body. There are lumps of unchewed food mixed with saliva. Suggesting he was shouting before he was murdered. So he choked then? No. That is what the murderer wants us to believe. He was actually stabbed to death.
5: But how do you know? There's a pool of blood at the bottom of the chair. Well, will you look at that? I didn't even notice. We'll need the mop and bucket before the lunchtime rush to clean that mess up.
1: Hang on there, Theresa. Sister O'Mercy, can you tell us who the killer is? Indeed I can. He was stabbed
3: in the stomach from this angle, suggesting that the killer was indeed left-handed. Wasn't she, Theresa?
1: Lord have mercy, Sister O'Mercy. How do you know it was Teresa? She's still holding the knife.
5: Oh no. I still had it on my list of jobs to do. I was just going to finish off the lunchtime sandwich orders first. If only you'd come ten minutes later, Sister O'Mercy, I would have been in the clear.
1: Why did you kill him, Teresa?
5: Well, Billy came into the cafe last week. He ordered nothing, came in brazen, used the toilet and left. The idiot didn't even flush it and he made a great big brown steaming heap. I swore as I was scrubbing and plunging that the next time he walked through the door, I would kill him.
1: Oh, Teresa.
5: Well, I suppose, Sister Mercy, you'll call the police now and have me arrested. No.
3: Maybe I have a way you can get away with it and get the Lord's forgiveness at the same time.
1: But the police will have wanted posters all over the village, with Theresa's picture on.
3: But I could get her a new identity.
1: Like witness protection? Sort of.
3: You could come with me to the nunnery and become our sister of Mercy Cook. Our sister Catherine came back from the holiday to the missions with the leprosy. If I'm honest, I'll the nuns panic now when we get the lumps in our custard. So if you come and cook for us, you'll be free, locked away in our nunnery forever.
1: It's either that or prison.
3: Yes, a life of hard labour, riots, bashings from the other women and being cut off from the outside world.
5: Oh, I'll take it. I hear prison is far worse.
0: Mum, I hate visiting Dad in prison. Quiet, he's
5: here.
3: Oh, Denise, Jamie... Good to see you.
5: Oh, Gary, low. No physical contact.
3: You to look like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders.
5: What's wrong? It's Mick McNally, Dad. He's taken your patch. Mick, Mike. He's found the secret money in Grandad's chair. £50,000 at least.
3: It's just money, Denise. It's not the be-all and
0: end-all. He then threw the antique chair over the cliff.
3: I never really liked it anyway.
0: But Grandad was still sat in it. Well, he was 89.
3: He's had a decent innings.
0: Tell Dad what Ming-Mack's got you doing, Mum.
3: Forced me to work, he has. Well, we've all got to pull our weight in this day and age. As
5: a prostitute. It's
3: the oldest profession. Be proud of its history.
5: It's worse than that. It's turned our house into a knocking shop. It's got your mother, your sister and Auntie Meg working too.
3: Family business. That's nice. How's Auntie Meg getting on with the varicose veins? Well, actually, a bit better
0: since she's been keeping her legs in the air. And then there's the drugs. Drugs? He's got me selling all these drugs for him. Well,
3: consider it an early apprenticeship. Most lads of your age would kill for an opportunity like that.
5: He's 13, Gary. Mick Mac's got him selling them at school. Well, it makes a change from them supply teachers. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Tell him where you get the drugs from, Jamie.
0: Great-Grandma Alice is cooking them in the nursing home. She thinks she's cooking Sunday lunch. He's there every day collecting them. Great-Granny Eisenberg, he calls her.
3: Well, she'll be in her element with all the visits.
0: Dad, what is wrong with you? You don't seem to care anymore. I thought you'd
5: be able to sort it out. The Gary I knew would have sorted everything. You've gone soft.
3: Well, I've been doing anger management in here, love. That along with my Tai Chi, my yoga, my aromatherapy sessions means i finally found my inner peace. The old me lived to get completely drunk in the buddly arms before kicking the life out of somebody who didn't deserve it. Now I find me excitement in listening to Gloria
5: Hunniford's afternoon love songs. Well you relax in here, while we're out there living in hell. Come on Jamie, we need to go home. Bye Dad. Before
3: you go son, how's the allotment? How's my cabbages?
0: Micmac's dug them up dad, planted his own marrows, going for the fries at the village fate, he says.
3: He's dug up my cabbages? Yeah. They're all gone? My babies? Oh, tell Micmac he's gone too far this time. Tell him I'm coming, he's gonna pay. Tell him he's dead. This has been Welcome to Bloodley, written and directed by Mal Carratt. It starred Stephanie Lee, Mal Carratt, Saisha Craig-Parker, Edward Eggleston, Daisy Lee Wardle, Ryan Hislop and Dylan Carat. It was produced and edited for Cornucopia Radio by Peter Beeston. This work is released under a Creative Commons Agreement. For more information, visit us online at cornucopia radioco dot uk
1: Cornucopia Radio is so much more than just this single podcast. We also have our amazing website, numerous other podcast shows which you can subscribe to, our own internet radio station, and an ebook available via Amazon. You know you want to find out more. Don't lie to yourself. So head over to cornucopia-radio.co.uk and discover what you're missing.